Welcome to Coindesk's Women Who Web3 podcast, your weekly podcast celebrating women supporting women, investing in women, and bridging the gender gap in wealth through Web3. Blockchain technology can be anything. That's what they're doing. They're here to support other women, and they are supporting themselves in the process. They said 70% of Latin Americans are underbanked or unbanked. 51% are using crypto. And we actually have a country, Iceland, who is at 90% parity. And guess what they have? 12 months maternity leave. Isn't that gorgeous? Women, do you want to wait 132 years to have a year maternity leave? I don't. Go from can't to can. I'm your host, Cams, and I'm on a mission to empower women across the globe to unlock the unlimited potential and earning power inside themselves through Web3. Whether you're just crypto curious or a crypto connoisseur, this podcast is for you. Let's get it. Hi, and welcome to Women Who Web3. It's your girl, Cams. On this week's show, we're graced with the presence of the crypto tutors, Lisa and Nina. Crypto tutors is simplifying cryptocurrency to empower marginalized and diverse communities on how to transform knowledge into wealth. My kind of thing. So excited to have you both here. Lisa is a proud Haitian American motivational speaker and co-founder of Crypto Tutors. Lisa interviews thought leaders in tech discussing topics that range from scaling billion-dollar businesses to strategies to increase representation and elevate Black and Latinx professionals to leadership positions. A few noteworthy interviews include Evan Spiegel, CEO of Snap Inc., Stuart Butterfield, CEO of Slack, and Leslie Miley, former CTO of the Obama Foundation. After 12 years of experience as a business development executive in tech, working for companies like LinkedIn, Twitter, Airbnb, Amazon, and Microsoft, she made the shift to full-time entrepreneurship as the founder of Fancified, an empowerment consultancy. She believes if you want to predict the future, create it. And we have Nina Blankenship, the CEO and co-founder of Crypto Tutors. She is a media sales guru and was one of the top-ranking global media sales execs at LinkedIn throughout her award-winning five-plus-year career there. Nina is also a LinkedIn learning instructor who authored the popular video Strategies for High Engagement. Leveraging her award-winning marketing strategies, Crypto Tutor's team of animators, illustrators, videographers, and sound engineers work in concert to create original, high-quality content ranging from e-learning, the Crypto Couch YouTube show, to crypto rap, since redirecting her entrepreneurial prowess to crypto tutors, Nina has scaled this lean startup to a seven-figure valuation in less than 18 months without external funding during an economic downturn. A Florida native, Nina is an animal lover who just adopted her foster dog, Ben, and believes you must ask, believe, and achieve in order to receive. Welcome, Lisa and Nina. Thank you so much for having us. Super excited to be here. and. Yeah, let's get into it. Lisa and Nina, just so excited to have you on the show today. Michelle was so excited to get you on. What gets you both up in the morning? Let's start with Nina. Lisa and I have always, uh, throughout our careers, before we even started Crypto Tutors, have always been like the Kool-Aid man, you know, in defying all odds, pun intended with a DeFi there. That's the theme of our Crypto for the Culture conference. And we've always been minorities in the space. 
whether it's been through tech or leadership, et cetera. And so we're doing this not just for us. You know, when Lisa and I are going through a tough time with our business or trying to make a decision or we're disagreeing on something, we just think back and we're thinking we're doing this for everybody else who's not being represented in this space today. Thank you. I love it so much. Lisa, what gets you up in the morning? Yeah, I mean, echoing Nina's sentiment, I think that, you know, we really do this for the culture. And that's why we named our conference Crypto for the Culture. And what I mean by that is, you know, we look at um, Web3 as a microcosm of tech that is the macrocosm. And having been in tech personally for, gosh, uh, 15 years, you know, selling mostly enterprise software to startups to Fortune 100s, including LinkedIn, where I met Nina back in 2015, it was very evident that there was a lack of representation. There was a lack of female, lack of female leadership. There was a lack of Black and, and Latinx and LGBTQ and so on and so forth. And the reality is that, you know, those communities are not the minority. We are the majority. And so to be in an industry that we know has created the most amount of millionaires of any other industry and to see the lack of representation and to know that this isn't just a problem, but this is something that is not going to serve all of us because we are the users. So to not have the users participating in the architecting and the engineering and the scaling of these organizations doesn't make sense. So, you know, there's also tons of data to look at the profitability of organizations that are diverse. So it's like when you realize that the mission that you serve is greater than yourself, it motivates you to do the things that you don't necessarily feel that you have the capacity to do, that you have the ability to do. And I think that is why we don't give up. We're unrelenting. And, you know, I mentioned that I'm Haitian as well because Haiti revolted and was the first Black republic in history. And, you know, I always say that revolution is encoded in my DNA. And we are in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution, according to the World Economic Forum, what they call the digital revolution. And Web3 is integral to that. And that's the space that we're playing because we know that this is just the beginning. Hell yeah, that's so motivating. I'm, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm ready. Like, I tell Michelle all the time, uh, and I've said this on podcasts before, but I had so much imposter syndrome when I do this podcast. I'm like, who am I to speak to all these incredible trailblazers and leaders? I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's just we're serving a purpose and a mission that's bigger than ourselves. And that's really what, what fights that for me is to remember that. Thank you so much to both of you for sharing your motivation with us. Something I'm burning, dying to learn about. Please tell us more about Crypto Tutors. How did it come to be? What inspired you to start this business? So Crypto Tutors is not only Lisa and I, but we also have a third co-founder. And Lisa and I, we met at LinkedIn and I just respect her so much. When you see somebody not only as just a phenomenal motivational speaker, somebody who can change people's fixed mindset, somebody who's super empowering and has style for days and energy that could just light up an entire world. Um, but also she is the truth as well. And her and I were top sales in North America for our respective teams, which isn't easy because LinkedIn hires some incredible talent. And so when you see somebody just constantly deliver and be number one, you're like, okay, this is this is somebody who I not only is my friend, but somebody who I really respect. 
And then also Muddy, who is our third co-founder, he used to be my statistics tutor back in the day. He has his PhD in statistics, helped me get all A's, which helped me to graduate from UF with a finance degree. Later on, got his PhD in it, uh, from FSU and wrote his paper, thesis paper on the history of the monetary system. And when I came back from working abroad and came back to the US, Lisa and Muadi were speaking that same talk, like we need to do more for the world and have a bigger impact. And he literally would not shut up about staking and about cryptocurrency and decentralized finance. And Lisa and I were like, okay, well, we'll give it a try. And we tried it. And Woody being so, you know, such a legit super genius, he was talking about the theoretical steps. He was saying, okay, it's five steps. And yes, theoretically, that's true. But it was like 500 clicks. And (laughs) it was crazy. So we tried it at the time. And uh, it was so complicated. We're like, how is anybody ever going to be able to understand that? And specifically, he was talking to us about um, staking and being able to um, actually be able to gain interest from validating the blockchain. At the time, it was around like 10 to 15%. So that's what really got me interested. And I said, okay, wow, if you can earn 10 to 15% a year, you can actually become a millionaire. And in 2020, no banks are offering those interest rates. And now, even now today, they're not either. So we created an e-learning course And shortly after that, we have about between 10 and um, 30 tutors that we had hired that specialize in different topics. And now we're providing education to corporations to upskill and reskill their employees and those corporations for their um, community as well. That was a great overview of like how we got started. And I'll add a bit more color around the time because this was very important. This was the conversation that Nina Moetti and I had was June, July of 2020. This was in the midst of the pandemic. There wasn't only a lot of uncertainty in the world, but a lot of, you know, underrepresented communities in particularly were being disproportionately impacted by this global pandemic. And, you know, when we talk about empowerment and we talk about economic empowerment, it's really important that we highlight at Crypto Tutors. It's a part of our Genesis story that we chose to develop educational content to responsibly onboard people that look like us. Obviously, our education is for everyone, you know, but it was very important that we were able to contribute to getting more folks within these marginalized communities access to educational resources that were trustworthy. You know, when Nina and I were trying to figure it out, it was like YouTube University was the spot. And there's a lot of bad actors. There's a lot of misperceptions and, you know, myths about how do you navigate this space? And we wanted to take Nina's uh, LinkedIn learning, you know, as an instructor on LinkedIn learning, combine our superpowers, Moetti being a PhD in statistics, having been in crypto since 2013, me being a corporate trainer for Fortune 100s you know, a business development expert combining all of that to create a company that's catering to education, but also doing so in a responsible manner that teaches people, but also helps them apply what they learned. And we'll get into some of the strategies that we've been able to even ourselves employ to use decentralized finance in a way to help us really take ownership 
of our financial destiny. I see there something that was important that you mentioned was to responsibly onboard and then you called out the bad actors that exist on multiple educational platforms and unfortunately are free and people can easily grab and that go viral and they have uh, misinformation in them. So thank you for calling those out. Something I really wanted to learn more about, and we talked about this earlier and we'll go into your strategies too, but Nina, originally you brought up staking. Lisa, Nina mentioned you have this beautiful definition for what staking is. Would love to hear that. And then Lisa, if you'd like to follow up with your personal story uh, uh, related to staking as well. Yeah, you know, it was interesting because you would have thought that Bitcoin would have been the extent of how we were brought into this space. But Bitcoin was only one of the variables. So when we were really motivated to get into the world of Web3, we were trying to buy Bitcoin to ultimately buy a stable coin. And that particular stable coin, when you stake it, which means that you're contributing to validating the legitimacy of transactions on the blockchain, you're serving as a validator you get to be rewarded. And the rewards are how you're generating interest. So at the time, we had no idea what any of that meant. We were just like, bet 10 to 15% compounded, be about that life. When we started to like understand and deconstruct what was actually happening, we were like, wait a minute, you're telling me that we can be rewarded as a result of simply holding our funds on chain to serve and contribute to the legitimacy of the transactions, that's a win-win. So it not only made business sense and financial sense, it made us feel good to know that we were contributing to the solution. And that's one of the things that folks may get blindsided by. Crypto is like the bait bringing you into the space, but it's the underlying blockchain technology that is like one of the greatest innovations that we've seen in human history. And I'm telling you this because the use cases supersede digital currencies, right? Like it's not just about money. You have use cases that speak to digital identity, being able to validate someone's identity on the blockchain, so no matter what, God forbid, happens, there's a war, there's a, um, they have to leave, you know, and, and they don't have their physical copies of their identification. Well, if it's on chain, no matter where you go in the world, people can see who you are and you can get access to, you know, necessities like opening up a bank account, right? Things that you actually need. The underbanked is one of the biggest issues plaguing humanity. So I'm gonna pause there because, you know, I could go on. Girl, when you said bet, I was like, okay, bet. I'm from New York. I can't hide it. <laughs> you mentioned so many incredible things. And wow, I've never heard a much more easy to understand definition of what staking is. No, that was really impressive. Thank you for sharing that. There's only a couple blockchains that support staking. So when you mentioned Bitcoin, for example, right? Ethereum, for example, Solana, they support staking. I want to know a little bit more about your story with staking. And maybe some success stories if you'd like to share of your clients. But I'll throw it over to Nina to keep going. 
Yeah. Well, I think what just initially attracted me to staking was I was just thinking about certificates of deposits, for example, at the bank account, which we all know with everything going on with traditional banking, that when you give your money to a bank, they're taking it and they're investing it in other things and in return, giving you an, uh, a very low interest rate. But back in the day, that wasn't always the case. Like, for example, my grandfather, you know, he would have a certificate, a CD at the bank and was earning between like seven and 10%. So it wasn't always like this and times are changing. So it's really important for people to understand what may have worked for our grandparents is not really what's going to work today. You know, have you ever asked your, your parents or your grandparents a question and you're like, that was the worst answer? You know, they don't mean to give you the bad advice. It's just outdated. So now, now times are changing as well. So when I heard about that, I was thinking, okay, this is incredible. And I ended up, you know, staking different stable coins, different types of cryptocurrencies, and was able to earn an, um, enough interest, I think, in a probably about a year and a half's time period since 2020. And that along with a few other things, and I was able to buy my Tesla uh, Y model that I have now. And, you know, what's great about, you know, staking um, different tokens is depending on how, you know, what the parameters are, sometimes you can get paid daily in interest compounded daily, which is different than other places. So um, that's a big changer big game changer. If you're not familiar with compound interest, I'd really recommend to just Google like a compound interest calculator and just work out some math for you to see what your goals are and, and what interest rate you need to be able to receive to be able to reach those goals. Thank you, Nina. You touched on it a little bit, but for people who are listening, how would they get started? And especially because this is such a, a different way to generate wealth for individuals who might not have prior experience with cryptocurrencies. What is your advice? Go to CryptoTutors.com. <laughs> I mean, and she's not wrong, right? Like we literally have dedicated human beings who specialize in a variety of disciplines across Web3 that you can book time with. We talked about Moeti you know, being a PhD in statistics. He's also a Zimbabwe American. So he knows about hyperinflation and the rationale around looking for alternative currencies that are not subjective to, um, you know, these hyperinflationary, you know, situations. But saying that to say, these are certified individuals. These are folks that have been, you know, vetted to ensure that they're up to date on what's happening within the industry. Let's keep it 100. This industry is moving at lightning speed. So to stay on task is a job in and of itself. So you've got the tutoring, actual human beings. You've got e-learning. And then, of course, we organize the largest diversity conference in crypto called Crypto for the Culture. Yeah, I think that there's you know a lot of things that happen in the media and crypto curious or crypto beginners may not understand that there is centralized and there's decentralized, right? And so a lot of the things that are happening that you're seeing were, you know, very high risk where people are losing all their money. There's one bad actor in a centralized system that is making all of the decisions for millions and hundreds of millions of dollars that are coming in. You know, you have to be really careful about where you decide to either hold your money or stake your money. And, you know, we always recommend using a cold storage wallet but that that's really important. So there's all it's not just one simple answer. 
you know, go use this one platform, do this. Every single person has, you know, different risk tolerances and different dollar amounts that they feel comfortable that they want to try practicing the steps with. So I really would recommend just connecting with a crypto tutor and letting them know your situation and we can guide you in the right direction. Join Coindesk Consensus 2023, the most important conversation in crypto and Web3, happening April 26th to the 28th in Austin, Texas. Consensus is the industry's only event, bringing together all sides of crypto, Web3, and the metaverse. Immerse yourself in all that blockchain technology has to offer. Creators, builders, founders, brand leaders, entrepreneurs, and more. Use code WEB3WOMEN to get 15% off your pass. Visit consensus.coindesk.com or check the link in the show notes. Nina, before this, you had actually mentioned something fun to me. Uh, where you were talking about how women are better suited to trade. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your thoughts behind those comments. Absolutely. The majority of women, it's a statistic, have their money in cash. And they're not as diversified as men or other billionaires. Like If you could just Google, what do billionaires do? How do they invest their money? Women do it very differently. We're not as diversified. And, um, for example, you know, a lot of billionaires, they would invest their money into a variety of different assets, such as real estate, art, right? Stocks, bonds, cryptocurrency as well. Um, not just one thing. So when I heard that, just my personal story, I was thinking, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Cause I had just come back from living in Singapore for four years and I had moved my money from my Singapore bank account to my US bank account and like 98% of my money was in cash. And I knew that the interest rates were less than like 1% that I was getting in the bank and inflation, you know, was at the time I think it was like 7 8, you know, now climbing to like 9%. So I was actually losing money by keeping my money in the bank account. And I had a lot of preconceived misconceptions in my head. I thought in order to get started in a crypto, I thought I had to be rich. I thought I had to have prior trading experience. I thought I had to be a super genius. You know, my IQ is an average IQ. You don't have to be a super genius to get into crypto. You just have to be willing to study and put in the effort and have an actual like interest in what you're doing and really understand the fundamentals. One of the things that I, when I found out about, you know, something called Bitcoin having, uh, which is basically the mining production of Bitcoin every four years gets cut in half. And therefore, as long as there is a demand for it and there's a limited supply, the overall price, just thinking about traditional supply and demand economics, the price will go up. And so that's just one of the reasons why people um, are so gung-ho about Bitcoin. And if you want to learn more about Bitcoin having, feel free to purchase our um, crypto picture dictionary as a five-star review on Amazon and has a really nice illustration about Bitcoin having. But the reason why I bring this up was, okay, now that I know my money's going down in my bank account, I know I, I qualify, I can participate to be a crypto trader. I'm demystified, I'm ready to go. So you can actually just start with like under $50 or under $100 just to practice the steps. And once you go ahead and do that, 
you'll be able to get more comfortable. And that's exactly what I did. I think I bought some Bitcoin and then later on, before you know it, I'm buying some other tokens and I'm doing my research and trying to understand what does this token mean and what is its purpose? And there's actually like use cases, not like a meme token. And um, I was very, ended up being very successful at that, but it does take a lot of patience and it does take time to like, to research and do your homework. And um, yeah, I would say that because of that, you know, it was a reason why Lisa and I were able to devote so much time to crypto tutors because of my trading um, was profitable and women are more successful at trading than men. So for anybody who's listening to this, if we can do it, you can do it too. Yes. Um, I was just telling Michelle, my husband will just slap like a couple ether on something and I'll be like, because oh! women are naturally uh, more risk averse. And so it was just interesting. But then sometimes he's profitable and sometimes he loses thousands of dollars. And I'm like, yes. But that is why women are actually more successful because we don't do as many transactions. And they'll, they'll say, okay, this is why a lot of men will just blow up, right? They'll execute a trade and they'll lose a large percentage of their trading portfolio where women are a lot more um, conservative and more thoughtful. Thank you, Nina. Really wanted to dive into that a little bit more. Lisa, I was very impressed that you were able to in interview some really high profile leaders. Can you share any insights or takeaways that you've had from those conversations and have they influenced your work at Crypto Tutors? A hundred percent. I mean, you know, one of the things that I found about some of the luminaries and just titans of industry is that there's a level of like conviction in seeing what isn't so. And to be able to have a vision and then reverse engineer that vision and enroll people that are willing to help you build it. That is one of the most consistent characteristics or traits that I saw in the folks that I have met. And it's admirable to push not only yourself, but your team members to be more than they ever thought that they had the ability to be. As a female executive, you know, I'm often facing imposter syndrome. I often deal with this sense of, can I really do it? Am I good enough? I can't say that there's a antidote to that. You know, I, I think men tend to be like a lot more aggressive in their pursuits. Working at LinkedIn, they release a lot of job reports. And one of the studies proved that men will apply for jobs and have like 75% of the skill sets. Less. Right? <laughs> and you know, because if you look in a resume, you're like, I don't think so, sir. But Women, on the other hand, if we don't meet every single qualification, there's a level of apprehension and we don't throw our hat in the ring. And that's something that I also want to like impress upon everyone who's listening to this. You know, if you think you can't or you think you can, either way, you're right. So why not err on the side of I can? Going back to the question that you had asked earlier around what motivates us. Well, knowing that like if I had to just rely on myself as my motivator, as motivational as, you know, I may be, there's no way that I would have the chutzpah, the courage to continue day in and day out to keep pushing. But having these conversations with these multi-billionaires building in some instances, trillion dollar companies, it really shows you that like, there's really no difference between them and us other than the willingness and the commitment to keep pushing. 
that makes it so much easier to put it into perspective. I say this all the time, like closed mouths don't get fed. You might as well try. People ask me, how did you get accepted to Harvard? I applied. I tried. I tried my best. <laughs> if you don't even apply, it's not even a reality for you. So I love that you brought that up. And Nina, back to you. You've achieved impressive success with crypto tutors and in your history in a relatively short amount of time. What are some of the strategies you've used to scale the business and how have you overcome challenges along the way? You brought up that you've mainly been, or both of you have brought up several times, like you've been a minority in this field. We all know this as women who have three. Would love to know. Mm, that is a question that I could probably take a whole day answering. But I would say that whenever you know, you're know you talking to somebody who maybe isn't on the same page as you and doesn't understand what you're saying in your vision, maybe you're not talking to the right person. And so uh, there's been many situations where I've tried to talk to somebody initially and maybe they don't understand it. That's okay. Just keep on moving forward. <laughs> Just keep on, uh, keep on going, you know? And also definitely what I think that's really great about crypto tutors and the founders is that we're all so different. Like Lisa's black. I'm Japanese American. Modi's um, Zimbabwe American, right? Like we're all from these different places and our DNA is different. And the way that we think is different. Like Lisa's very like high excite, high ideas. Like she loves to come up with a million ideas and she's got a lot of great ideas and she can get anybody excited and bring them along her journey. And I'm more like examine and execute. So we're very different. But, you know, that was one of the things that LinkedIn was very good about teaching us is this platform called Five Dynamics is if the person really enjoys doing those things and it comes naturally to them, try to give them as many of those things as possible because it will be more effortless for them. So I always try to do that. But every once in a while, you know, you got to do stuff you don't like as well. So you just got to suck it up and push it, <laughs> push through it as well. That's true. For me, that's laundry. <laughs> I want to learn what's next for Crypto Tutors. Are there any new services or initiatives you're working on that you can share with us? And where can everyone find you? Um, you could easily find us. Well, you can go to CryptoTutors.com is our website. We also have Crypto for the Culture. It's our annual conference that we do. We're also going to be um, hosting small groups, workshops, so if you're interested in that, just message us through social media so that we can help you through activation. If Lisa has time, I would love for her to, to talk about um, her DeFi experience you know, w with the loans and, and how you can leverage your crypto to pay off potentially your, your credit card debt, which will be an example of something we would be doing in the workshop of these small events that we're doing. I, I would also say that, you know, we're building out the technical infrastructure, you know, like scale and accessibility is really important for us. And we also have a global footprint, the conference Crypto for the Culture, the website, by the way, is cryptoforthculture.io is digital. And it's digital because we bring leaders from all over the world, Nigeria, Jordan, you know, everywhere. And that speaks to inclusivity as well. Everything about what we do is about creating space so that everyone can participate. We talk about the power of decentralized finance and it can be kind of difficult for folks to wrap their heads around, well, what is DeFi? When you think about the uncoupling, meaning that it's distributed across everyone that's participating versus concentrated 
in the in the hands of a few or a single entity or a single authority. You know, this concept of decentralization is super powerful. And we always like to make education as actionable as possible. So to close out, I just want to share a personal success story around how I was able to leverage my crypto as collateral um, because I wanted to pay off a credit card balance that had a very high interest rate. It's great to be paid high interest. It sucks to pay high interest. And a lot of these credit card companies, in addition to being, you know, and employing predatory practices, they're charging 25, 28% interest, which means that if you buy something for $100, you have to pay $28 in interest. So that balance just went up to $128. And the more time you let pass without paying off the balance, the more money you're going to have to pay back because it's accumulating more and more interest. Saying that to say, what I did was I took my ETH and I used a platform called Aave, A-A-V-E. And in using my Ethereum, I was able to, using it as collateral, I was able to withdraw equity and convert it to stablecoin, USDC, and then convert that USDC stablecoin to fiat and was able to pay off the entire balance. That may not sound that novel to most people, but here's the important takeaways. I became my own bank. Instead of having to sell the asset, which is what a lot of people do, they will sell an asset to get the money and lose the value of the asset, which will appreciate over time. I was able to use an asset, withdraw equity from the asset using this Ave platform, get the cash, pay off the balance, and still keep the asset. So this is an example of an actual way that crypto and understanding the power of decentralized finance enabled me to eliminate thousands of dollars in interest and increase my credit score by 25 points, bringing it close to like almost perfect. So these are real world use cases. These are real world applications. And this is what makes Crypto Tutors unique. We're not just educating you. We're also sharing with you strategies that you can employ to leverage and harness the power of this technology to make your life and your family's life better. That's how you close the economic wealth gap, or at least contribute. Mic drop, Lisa. Thank you so much, Nina and Lisa, co-founders of Crypto Tutors. Thank you for being on our show. Lisa requested a special mindfulness exercise. So everyone listening, you know, each week we do a mindfulness exercise about two minutes. This week's meditation focuses on recalibrating the mind and focusing on yourself and recentering back to your personal mission so you can go forward to your work energized. Let's start a meditation with a deep breath in and out. Breathe in through the nose and sigh the breath out. Settle into the space around you, whether you're sitting, laying, standing, get comfortable. Notice any tension in the body, relax the forehead, shoulders relax and down the back. Hands can rest next to you or in your lap. Release any tension in the back, the belly, 
especially that that stubborn jaw relax the tongue all the while making sure to breathe any thoughts that come in about an email or a slack that you need to respond to just notice it and take the time right now for yourself often as leaders entrepreneurs we're battling multiple priorities this can lead to stress immediately at every turn and when you're feeling that overwhelm rising in your mind manifesting behind the eyes as a migraine any way that stress manifests in your body i want you to take a minute just to breathe in through the nose and breathe out to the mouth remember to relax the body we hold a lot of our stress in our butt Well, notice your seat. Are you clenching? Just relax. Good. Continue breathing. And focus on you. Why do you do what you do? What motivates you and energizes you to get out of bed? Whatever it is, this might be something that's changing every morning, whether it's coffee, your kids. Maybe it's the mission that is much higher than yourself remember why you started remember what gives you energy and focus back on that when you're feeling overwhelmed let's take one last closing breath in through the nose and out through the mouth you're a badass go out and bring that good energy that you have to everyone you can Thank you, Nina and Lisa. How was that for you? I hope that helped recalibrate. Cams, we just did a pitch competition for Propel Her, which is part of the National Association of Women's Business Owners. And uh, we could have used you, you know, while well, <laughs> before getting on stage for the pitch competition. <laughs> that Princess. was incredible. It's just amazing, like what happens when you close your eyes. The stillness and like being present to it is so calming and it's just so simple. It's literally like closing your eyes. So thank you for that exercise. That's definitely one that we're going to incorporate into our daily practices. Things just move so fast and it's good to be able to pause, reflect, assess, repeat. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny because it takes just a couple breaths in order to recalibrate the body. Recently, I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was so high. And she was like, are you nervous or stressed? I was like, I'm so stressed right now. And she was like, she walked me through a visualization exercise literally for 30 seconds. My blood pressure went all the way back to normal. It's just incredible the the power of the breath on the body so thank you for joining and thank you for all the work you're doing and i cannot wait to see you at consensus right you guys are coming to consensus we will have a women who web3 lounge at consensus we're so excited to see you in austin and we're going to be doing some stuff with crypto tutors and thank you again for your time and thank you for joining the mindfulness exercise I want to thank everyone for listening to Women Who Web 3. You can find us on the Coindesk Podcast Network or anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Kims. Thank you for learning and growing with us. See you next week. You've been listening to Women Who Web 3 with host Kamala Ankantara. 
The show has been produced and edited by Michelle Mousseau. Executive producer is Jared Schwartz. Our theme song is All Night Long by Lunera. Cams would love to hear from you. You can reach out to her at cams, K-A-M-Z, at womenwhoweb3.com or podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, Women Who Web 3. Thanks for listening. <laughs>